0: Uh, going to do a presentation that is very much uh, at the core of what we do at um, at market gauge so uh, I'm excited about it. I've actually never done what I'm about to do uh, right now uh, which is to talk about five different trading strategies um, which is why um, and at, which is why it says best trends to own right now they all however, focus around taking advantage of a particular trading edge in the markets. And um, I am going to uh, be talking about systems that were in positions that I potentially could be in now. And so I do need to make sure that you understand that I am not a licensed financial advisor. This uh, presentation is for educational and informational uh, purposes only, and uh, uh, it's really important that you understand the risks of trading before you get started with uh, any real capital. Uh, we're all about um, risks here at Market Gauge. Um, essentially, what I, what I want to show you is that it is possible to beat the market and earn reliable um, reliable returns without time-consuming market uh, analysis and um, We're going to talk about mechanical trading. When I say mechanical trading, I mean systematic trading, and I mean uh, trading that is uh, based on rules that are executed by a computer. Now, in this case, uh, we're not talking about um, the computer actually doing your trades, but I am going to be showing you systems that are used by professional professionals who are are doing the trades for their uh, clients. so uh, there's there's no uh, subjective analysis to whether or not you need to get in or get out. That's what I mean by mechanical trading. now the 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 great part about this is that anybody can do it, right? you You don't need to be some kind of math whiz or computer programmer to be a mechanical trader. and you don't have to start with a lot of money either. Um, you can really start with a actually a very small amount of money. Uh, later on, I'm going to show you a, a system or give you an opportunity to to see something that you could start with a couple hundred bucks. Um, and you can use it to trade stocks, ETFs, options, even crypto. Uh, now there are a few things that make uh, the, all the difference between a good system and and a not so good system. First of all, y- you want to have a proven trading edge. So at market Gage, when we set out to uh, design, develop a new trading system, we don't just go to the computer and have it do endless number crunching. Um, we actually take the approach of looking at the markets. And this, act, this comes from having done this for decades and, and understanding that there are certain conditions in the market that give you an edge. And we start there. Now, I'm going to show you five different systems and uh, the you know the interesting thing about this presentation, which may not uh, be readily apparent to to you, uh, because I'm going to focus on the broad picture of each of these systems, is that oftentimes when I when I present the individual systems, I spent a lot more time than I'm going to spend today focusing on. Um, on on what it does and and how it how we get into um, the pi- into each position. I'm I'm going to share all that with you. Um, but the what most people think is that the secret to a great uh, trading system is the secret indicator that gets you in. And I am going to talk about our secret indicator that tells us you know where which stocks to buy. And that is yes, it's a part of it. Uh, but it really has to do with the proven edge part. It's not really that we've got this secret indicator that tells us exactly where to get in. That's the magic behind me being able to tell you uh, about five different systems that all have uh, really good results. It, it's actually in the risk management of the system. In fact, when I sit down and, and talk personally one-on-one with, with customers who have multiple systems, I try to, I try to really emphasize that. Uh, the idea of having multiple systems is to be diversified. But once you understand the, the risk managed approach to trading, and I'm going to share that with you as well, it uh, that really is the, the secret. And I, I hesitate to use the word holy grail because that's going over the top. Um, but uh, if you take one thing away from this, I I don't want it to be the big numbers of the returns. I want it to be the understanding that if you are are good at managing your risk and taking off your taking your profits in tranches, uh, you are two thirds of the way there. And uh, and you, you need to have a good system of doing it. The other third is discipline to actually do it. Uh, but that's really the secret. Uh, now, in order to make that possible, uh, I would say that the third thing to really having a successful system is that it's easy. So many people uh, go down a rabbit hole of all the indicators and now even AI analysis uh, to make things way more complicated than they need to be. All right. So keep it simple. Have great risk management. Have a a proven edge. I'm going to show you a proven edge um, so you'll have an idea of what that means and that you will be on the path. To uh, being successful at trading in a in a mechanical or automated way. Now, the edge I'm going to talk t- about today has everything to do with the fact that uh, leading trends will outperform the 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 rest of their uh, cohort, the rest of the market um, by a long shot. So. Uh, the beauty, the beautiful thing about the edge I'm going to show you is that, as I said, it's it's really just the beginning. And uh, when you take advantage of this edge, you you don't even have to have a great system. Honestly, um, and I'm I'm going to demonstrate that. So I'm going to demonstrate this with a system that's up uh, over two thousand percent, twenty one hundred sixty seven percent since two thousand eight. Uh, that's better than that's better than double what the Qs have done, the Qs being the most uh, successful index during that timeframe. I'm going to show you another strategy that's up 205%, which may not sound like much, but it's doing it on some really like uh, safe stocks. And that's only in the last uh, about five years. And if you compare that to the S&P 500, it's more than double what the S&P 500's done. I'm going to show you another strategy that's up uh, over 700%. um, And that is going to focus on small cap stocks, which I don't know if you've been looking at the IWM uh, lately, it really has been like not that ending. So this is 20 times better than the small caps. If you were to just think you're diversifying into small caps, I'm going to buy the IWM. Uh, This would be 20 times better than that. And then the fourth strategy is up thirteen hundred percent since two thousand seven, and uh, that's actually using ETFs. So I used the SPY as my benchmark there, uh, but uh, you know I could use if I use the IWM, it would be up a lot better than five times. But I figured five times better than the SPY, and you're using ETFs, and we'll talk about the benefits of that um, coming up. And then the, finally, the fifth strategy. that's not a typo. It's up over 100,000% since 2017. You can probably guess what that's going to be, given the fact that I'm benchmarking it against the only thing that really we could benchmark that you could even have a chance of getting those kinds of returns, Bitcoin, and it's up 20 times better than Bitcoin, uh, same time frame. But like I said, uh, I I don't want you to take away from this presentation, uh, big numbers of returns so much as how we're doing it uh, and that you could do it too. So in this presentation, I'm I'm gonna show you uh, how you can identify these types of trends that if you follow them, you can get these kinds of results. And if you do it with a risk managed way, you can do all of what I just showed you with less risk than every one of those benchmarks, every one of those systems has a maximum drawdown, which is your maximum loss from high to low during that timeframe that is less than half of their benchmark. Um, and so we're going to learn how we do that. As I've already been hinting at, if not flat out saying, we're going to talk about uh, a trading edge. That trading edge has actually been uh, in been proven going back all the way to the 1920s. I'll show you that. And as I've been saying, I'm going to show you our mechanism for selecting the the stocks. And um, again, this is an example of what the returns will look like when we start looking at NASDAQ stocks. And you'll be able to do it with no uh, chart analysis at all. All right. So there are several of you who are here um, who don't know market gauge. So I'll just take 30 seconds to let you know where we're coming from. Uh, we've been doing this, and I say this, uh, not only trading, but trading mechanically for literally decades. Uh, my name is Jeff Bish. I'm the president. Uh, Keith and Michelle, who you see there to my uh, left in this picture, are my partners. But I might be the presenter, but we've got a whole team behind us that makes all this possible. Uh, as Market Gauge, we've been helping professionals and individuals since 1997. Uh, but but we got our start long before 1997. That's just when Market Gauge got started. Keith was Keith and Michelle were trading on the floor of the commodities exchange in the 70s and 80s. I joined Keith on the floor of the commodities exchange to be his assistant in 1990. Um, and and so to that point, I really feel fortunate to have had a mentor right from walking out of college right down to the floor of an exchange. It was really. Uh, a fortunate experience, it it got even better when Keith and I moved off the floor, went to Millennium Partners and started trading in a quant fund environment where everything had to be mechanical. Uh, You could get in just as much trouble for making too much money in a short amount of time as losing too much money in a short amount of time. Uh, because it was totally focused on risk. Uh, That was Millennium Partners. It still today is one of the largest and most successful quantitative funds uh, in the country, if not the world. Uh, And so since developing, uh, or sorry, since starting Market Gauge in 1997, we've developed dozens of applications and and courses and ways to help individuals and professionals improve uh, their trading. Uh, We We also have an affiliation with a registered investment Um, arm. Keith and Michelle work in in an environment, market gauge asset management, where we trade money for um, individuals. We provide systems for RIAs. Uh, So like I said, some of the systems I'm gonna show you uh, here today are being used by RIAs to manage money for, for clients. You may have seen Mish on any number of major media outlets. She's out there all the time uh, being asked for her advice, uh, both for stock ideas, global macro ideas, any kind of trading ideas uh, that you would find. Now, we are uh, all web-based, as probably everybody in this forum has been, but we want to just make sure that we're not completely uh, web-based. So if, if you need to get in touch with us, there is no problem getting uh, one of us on the phone. Mary, who works in our office at, at the 888 number, can take care of anything, any questions you've got about the site or your account. Um, Rob will uh, walk you through a free strategy call if you want a free strategy call. Uh, in fact, that's his cell phone number right there, 407-770-7637. Uh, don't call him at night because he doesn't turn off his phone and he's on the East Coast, like right? so nothing past midnight. If you want to book a call with them, marketgage.com forward slash call. Uh, live chat is everywhere uh, on our site, and of course, you can get us at, at email. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. So let's get back to the edge. Um, the edge is all about momentum. Now, momentum has a lot of different definitions in in our industry here, right? Um, I'm going to use one of the one of the simplest versions of momentum, um, and it it's not something that that is entirely invented by us. In fact, this edge isn't something that we invented or discovered. Um, I, I knew about this from, from the 1990s when floor traders on the commodities exchange were telling me ab- about this. Um, in fact, one guy who traded in the CRB pit, uh, if that means anything to you, uh, that's a, a basket of commodities, told me that he made millions of dollars trading stocks in 1987 by simply following one simple strategy. And that strategy was essentially a form of what I'm about to show you. Um, Another person who really made it, made what I'm about to show you as the edge, um, I would say popular or easy to understand was James O'Shaughnessy wrote the book, What Works on Wall Street. Uh, he he managed, I don't know if he still does, but the company still does manage well over $6.5 in assets. This is a really great book if you want to read about how much crap is actually out there and being traded on Wall Street. And pardon my language, but what the book basically exposes is that there's a lot of systems out there that really, they don't do that well. But there are some that do do well. And one of the ones and the edges that does do well is this concept of what I'm gonna call relative strength rank momentum. Now, uh, one form of that is exemplified in his book uh, when, when James says over six and 12 month periods, winners generally continue to win and losers generally continue to lose. Price momentum proves to be an especially good way to identify both those stocks that go on to perform well and which go on to perform poorly. Now, that's a mouthful, but I'm going to summarize it with a chart in just a second. Um, And the charts by AQR Capital. So AQR Capital, another big asset management firm, they manage hundreds of billions of dollars. They put out a a white paper on it a long time ago, and uh, they came to this conclusion. Evidence shows that assets that have performed well over the last 12 months tend to to do better over the next three to 12 months. Um, And... The best part about the report was this chart, right? So this this may look uh, a little bit complicated, but it doesn't need to be. So first of all, this data goes back to 1927. And I've got another study I, I did not include in this presentation that also went back to 1997. Now that, that study, um, the name is escaping me, you might recognize it if I said it, is focused on industry groups. Uh, this is focused on individual stocks, but the concept here is really simple. What the study did was it looked at the performance of stocks over the past 12 months, and then it put them in quintiles, in buckets. So the 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 bucket that had the worst performance over the last 12 months is the first quintile, right? And the the bucket that had the best performance over the last 12 months is the, the the this quintile but here's the here's the rub right here's the the details um there's an upward bias in the market so even if you bought the worst performing stocks uh the average return over the next 12 months is is 5% um doesn't sound so bad right but If you compare that to what the market did, you actually were a loser. You dramatically underperformed the market, right? Now, keep in mind, that's also looking at it over um, 80 years, 70, yeah, 80 years. Um, Now, what's really powerful in this chart, though, is notice how the stronger you are in terms of your momentum, and it's not just momentum, it's momentum relative to, in this case, the whole market now i'm going to take it to a different level coming up but it's not just that you're up over the last 12 months that's not enough right you have to be uh, better than everybody else and that's why i started the presentation by by using the word very specifically leading trends leaders continue continue to lead and losers continue to lose that was james o'shaughnessy's phrase um, said a little differently Back to the chart, notice how the better you have performed in the last round, in this case 12 months, but it doesn't have to be 12 months, uh, the better you performed going forward. And not only better in terms of absolute terms, but better relative to the market. So if we just look at the extremes, the best performing stocks way outperform on an absolute value basis and relative to the market. And that relative to the, the worst performers, they still made some money, but they dramatically outperformed. All right, so there is an edge here, uh, which I'm going to refine for you of looking at the leaders. Now, this flies in the face of common wisdom, which is you wanna buy stuff down, that the 52-week loads list is a bargain list, all right? What that really is, is a bucket full of trouble, right? Unless you have fundamental reasons uh, to believe that something that has been a terrible performer is going to turn around, you are playing with the odds dramatically against you. That's what this chart is telling you. If you want to be in the best trends to trade now, you don't want to be in the trends that are at the 52 week low level, you're probably better off in the, the trends that are at the 52 week high level. Now, just buying new highs isn't necessarily the answer, uh, but if you, I had to pick one or the other, uh, I would pick the highs. Now, uh, don't run out and buy 52 week highs, think you're okay. Even IBD, which espouses that idea, would uh, be quick to say that you can't do that without a good money management, right? So how do we do it? We don't just look at the last 12 months. We don't just look at the, um, the new high list, Uh, I have done that. I'm a big fan of IBD and that's uh, that's kind of a starting point for IBD's earnings, uh, sorry, relative strength rank. Um, But we took it to a different level. We've got something called the TSI rank and I'm going to demonstrate this to you on um, NASDAQ stocks to get started. Uh, But the concept here is applied this same concept. I had to pick one system. I picked NASDAQ. Uh, The reason I picked NASDAQ is because we've been doing this with NASDAQ since 2000, I don't know, 15 or 16. Uh, So this isn't just something we came up with yesterday uh, and and back-tested. So uh, here's how it works. It's really straightforward. Uh, We take the NASDAQ 100, and this is true of every system. So the way to build a system, is to define your list of or your group of instruments. Uh, and you want that group of instruments to have some common factor to it because what you're doing is you're identifying that this is a place where money is going to flow. Money is going to flow into the NASDAQ 100 stocks. All right. Um, where though? Where? Well, it, you don't have to know where. With TSI, we're ranking the strength of these stocks. And as a result, our premise, based on the the edge that I've just described, is that the strongest stocks, based on TSI, are the ones that are the leading trends. And the leading trends are going to continue. It really is that straightforward in terms of the edge. Now, I said in the beginning of this presentation that the... the uh, You know, the sexy part of the system isn't necessarily the entry. I mean, I could define it simply as this. In the NASDAQ, we take the top five stocks and those are our stocks for the month. And at the beginning of every month, we reevaluate uh, whether or not we are in the top five. And if we're not, uh, then we throw out the ones that have fallen too far down and we pick up the ones that have taken over. We call that rotating out. And by doing this, we're always in the strongest trend. We've kept it super easy. Remember, that's that's a big component of being successful. Um, so uh, at the beginning of every month is when you're going to find new trades. During the month, you're going to just get stopped out or take profits according to the system. And I'll get to that in just a second. Does it get any easier than that? Does anybody have any questions? Um, it, I mean, on the surface, that's how that's how it Uh, Works now. What we found is a bonus is that if a stock has negative TSI reading, then you don't want to be in it. So in 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 environments where the whole group is all down and doesn't have uh, positive TSI, we'll be in cash. When it comes to Nasdaq, we actually have a short uh, ETF in that model. So if the short ETF uh, is the strongest TSI then that will become part of the portfolio, right? So in NASDAQ, it's five different stocks, and that's how we manage the portfolio on a a bigger level. So hopefully you can see how we've taken this demonstrable edge of being, being in the strongest of a group and created a really simple way to define those strongest um, and define it in a way that is not as uh, blunt of an instrument as saying, "Well, how did it do over the last 12 months?" The TSI uh, indicator probably has somewhere along the lines of about 30 different timeframes built in, uh, so it's not just who's up the most over the last 12 months, right? So, in in a in one sense, that is uh, our secret sauce, uh, the the TSI. But as I said in the beginning of this. Um, the edge is the edge is a big takeaway here. Don't buy 52 week lows, focus on leaders um, and have a really good way to to identify the leaders and also make sure that you've got a uh, a well thought out group of stocks or instruments which we'll talk about coming up. All right. So now the next thing, I, you've got the edge. you've got this way of identifying what those leaders are, but this is what I was describing in the beginning as being, you know, really the the magic behind um, taking an edge and turning it into consistent uh, winning portfolio. Uh, we're following the trend, That that's part of the edge. Uh, but how do you take your profit? How do you um, risk manage your uh, trades? And how do you introduce some kind of risk management to the whole portfolio. Now, in every one of these models, we're not talking about a massive amount of position. The number of positions uh, could be as little as two in one of the models, and I'll I'll tell you each one when we get there, um, or as many as seven. So it's somewhere between two and seven, uh, but we, we definitely want to make sure that we're paying attention to the risk on a portfolio basis as well as the, the trade basis. So when I talk about risk managed, uh, this probably sounds really like, duh, everybody does this, right, immediate stop. Uh, when I say immediate stop, as soon as you're into a position, before you even get into a position, you should know where you're stopping. Um, I, I have to put that in because I talk to so many traders who will tell me, well, yeah, I kinda use stops or I don't, yeah, I'm really bad at following my stops uh, well, if you're even thinking about stops, I guess that's the first step, but if you don't use them uh, and you, you don't adhere to them, that's a big problem. But, but just as important as that is that you have the right stop. Uh, now, I could go on for a long time about how to find the right stop, uh, but even with this simple system, the, the key to these simple systems, because we're not looking at any charts. Every system that I, that I show you here today does not care what the chart looks like. They are hundred percent mechanical, and we're not doing any um, automated chart reading. Uh, what we are doing, though, is we're making sure that the stop we're using in a particular system is in alignment with the volatility of the market. That we're okay. So we're going to talk about large cap um, S and P 500 stocks. They have a different stop than, say, a more wild group of uh, small cap, mid cap stocks. Right, the size of the stops are bigger because, um, well, because you need to do that with the volatility. So uh, the the second key to being uh, not not just profitable in the long term, but consistently profitable, is using target. Um, now, I would I would also argue that this is not only important from a mechanical trading point of view. But it's really important from an emotional trading uh, point of view. Now, uh, what, what you don't realize a lot of times is that by selling as the market's going up, yes, you're reducing your, the size of your position. So if you catch a big winner, it's easy to feel um, a sense of regret that you sold some lower. But uh, what you're doing when you do that is not just locking in profits. You're reducing your exposure for any downturn. And it's the the downturn is where you get the drawdown. All right. So um, it, that's that's a side of trading that a lot of traders I think don't recognize, even the ones that are doing this. Uh, but when you get into the into the math of what's making a system uh, have a more uh, what's what's the word consistent trend up and to the right, uh, it is very often. How you're taking your your profits at targets, and that you're not trying to catch it all with that one, right? And where you set those targets needs to be a uh, a proper relationship to the size of your stop, which of course is all tied to the volatility of the market. Now we don't do this with every system, uh, but if you're a trend trader and you enjoy uh catching big runs that can go on to be multiple triple digit winners with stocks or ETFs or um or crypto uh, a decent trailing stop is the best way to do it now i, I know i'm probably stating the obvious here uh but i want to be clear you know here these are the ingredients all you need is one stop in some of our models we do use two stops In some of our models we do scale in None of the ones that I'm showing you here do we use two stops or scale in. Every single one we scale out, all right? Uh some of them we will have the last exit will be a um will be a trailing stop. Uh now having said that, every time we hit a target, we move up our stop. So every stop is in a sense trailing, but when I say trailing stop here, I mean there's no target at, at the last one. It can go forever, they never do, um, but it's not until it rolls over and, and trips you out, all right? Um, now, the, the other, I'm gonna say little mini secret to what we're doing here is this concept of, we've got a block of time um, in all of these, uh, almost all of them, um, where we're, we're reevaluating every 30 days. Uh, and it's not always at the beginning of the month but it's always around the turn of the month uh if it's stocks um actually with the etfs it's it's not the ETF, we are constant um con- we're, uh, it's like rolling admission uh whenever something uh, falls out of its leadership uh buy too much not not immediately so if we're, if the cutoff is the top five or the top seven or the top three you still have to fall. Um, further than just that cutoff point before you get kicked out, and that's the concept of rotating into uh, new leaders. So if you were to go look at our closed positions and in in every one of our models, we will show you every single trade the model has ever taken. If the initial stop was say twenty percent, you'll find that most of the stocks that got that get um, that take losses and they're out never get anywhere close to that twenty percent. Uh, most of them are getting. Uh, rotate it out at, uh, you know, somewhere uh, at or below 10%. There's, there's no magic number. But my point is that on this particular model that's in my mind, 20% is a stop, but it's rare. Like most of your, most of your exits that are losses are uh, in the 10% or less range. That's from rotating out. The reason that happens is because you've got a stock that was really strong or a trend that was really strong. It's starting to get weak as it's getting weak, something else is replacing it. And we're, we're just swapping out of um, the one that's rolling over before it turns into a disaster into the next one. All right. Now I talked about uh, making sure that you pay attention to your whole portfolio. And what do I mean by that? Sector concentration. This is probably an easy concept right now. Um, The, uh, the Magnificent Seven uh, pretty much all all tech stocks right so if, if you're in love with those you're basically all in tech when that when you got a tech, tech wreck you're, those are all going to get wrecked all right so what we do try to do in our systems is make sure that we don't have um, too high of a percentage all in the same sector now in some of the models as I pointed out you do have the opportunity to go short but the way we determine that is to have an inverse uh, ETF. And if that inverse becomes the leader, then that becomes one of the positions. All right, so let's, um, I'm gonna dive now into the five different models, give you a sense of what they are, um, what are some of the benefits. And as I said in the beginning, this is really an exercise in enabling you to see that what I just showed you as an edge and as a risk management general guideline for rules, comes up with results. That are, these are the results. All right, so let's look at them individually. Um, so NASDAQ 100 stocks, all right? we call it NASDAQ All-Stars. Um, that's our group, right? Uh, so we're only trading NASDAQ 100. Why would we trade NASDAQ 100? Well, they're institutional favorites, right? So the there's going to be a tendency there for them to trend nicely. It's a safe group of companies. Now, when I say safe group of companies, they're not going out of business tomorrow. Not saying they're not going to have the risk of a bad earnings announcement, but they're not going out of business. Uh, Certainly not while you're in them. And uh, they have great trends. Again, Magnificent Seven. uh, Some of them have just insane trends. If you think about Nasdaq 100, the only way you get into Nasdaq 100 is to be one of the best performing Nasdaq stocks. So you're automatically getting the leaders right from the start, right? They are proven companies. So Nasdaq 100, uh, and keep in mind, Nasdaq is the best performing index of Dow, IWM, and uh, the spies. So uh, we're up 2,100 percent since uh, beginning of 2008. If you bought and held the queues, you'd be up 900% and you would have sat through drawdowns that were more than twice the drawdowns that we've sat through. Now, if you compare that to the SPY, SPY is only up 368% in that time. So it's dramatic outperformance using this edge risk-managed approach, all right? Now, we took the same basic edge and applied it to the S&P 500. Now, the S&P 500, we did add a momentum filter. so. Um, when you look at our S&P 500 large cap leaders model, you're going to see a TSI table just like I showed you. But underneath that filtering process, before we rank the S&P 500 by TSI, it, they have to meet a certain criteria with, uh, with Momentum. Now, why S&P 500? Well, I mean, the S&P 500 is a gold standard. That's what everybody's trying to beat, right? And just like the NASDAQ uh, 100, they're institutional favorites. These are safe stocks. They have great trends. They're industry leaders. They're proven companies. Uh, I could have said this about the NASDAQ 100 as well. They've got great options chains. So these, these uh, results that I'm showing you, I just showed you for NASDAQ, um, uh, these are unleveraged. So S&P 500 since uh, 2017 is up 119%. As of, uh, we're up 203%. Our drawdowns are more than, uh, or I say less than half of what you would have had to sit through for the spies. If you're the type of portfolio person who's really focused on these kinds of stocks, S&P 500, and you've got a financial advisor, he's probably telling you, you should be in a 60, 40, shouldn't be 100% in SP 500, way too dangerous, right? Well, if you did that, you'd be up 43% as of today. All right, so that's almost five times uh, that. And our drawdowns are uh, equal, if not better, than the 60. All right, so SP 500, really straightforward. Um, we're doing the same thing, and it, it's working. All right, so now let's talk about the uh, small cap universe. And when we say small cap, we're really talking small and mid cap. So we call it uh, small mid cap. But there's another added um, twist to this model, and that's earnings. And so the reason that we have earnings in this is because it dramatically improves the performance. But the other thing earnings uh, does, and when I say earnings, we are looking for stocks that have good earnings history. Uh, going back three to five years, and they also have a good earnings um, estimates uh, number. Now, uh, to be totally transparent, we went to what we consider to be one of the best sources of figuring out earnings, and that's Zaxx. So we actually used some of Zacks's filters to be able to determine uh, that the, the stock's got good, uh, good earnings uh, qualities to it. Now, as I started to say, the reason to do that in small or mid-cap stocks is because these things can get kind of squirrely. You don't want to be in a company that is really just a hype job. Um, Now, I shouldn't say that. Maybe you do. They're even more volatile. But for us, again, these are these are systems that we're building to build wealth with peace of mind. We're not. I I know these are big numbers that I'm throwing out in terms of performance, uh, but we're we're not out to um, To try and beat the casino or you know compete with the, consi- the casino, um, we want predictable, consistent uh, growth in our systems that uh, that we can sleep with. So we want to take the dynamic part of small caps. We want to take the the exciting, undiscovered, fast growth uh, qualities of small and mid cap stocks. And, um, and wrap it around, again, a, a TSI filter that tells us it's got good momentum and a earnings quality filter that tells us that it's, this thing at least is making some money um, or uh, is stable in that front. And this is where you'll find you know new and interesting companies as well as new industry leaders. Uh, now, keep in mind, I- I- IWM, since 2017, up 43%. It's tragic. Uh, the spies only up 117 percent. The Q's again, the best index. Um, if you looked at the, a, a chart of the Q's and you looked at a chart of IWM, and I told you, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna beat your Q's performance by uh, near nearly triple, uh, well over double uh, by investing in small cap stocks versus your Q's. It Might be hard to believe if you were looking at the IWM and the and the Q's chart, but it has happened. All right, so large cap stocks, uh, small cap stock, Nasdaq stock, all with the same edge, same uh, philosophical, uh, actually not just philosophical, but practical application of risk management, and uh, you got amazing results in all three segments. Now, I take the same idea and apply it to about. 20 ETFs. I say 20, why 20? We took uh, the universe of ETFs, boiled it down into a group of ETFs that represented everywhere money could flow uh, within the market with respect to different economic sites. The idea, this was our first model actually in 2013, I think. and the idea here was there's, there's, a, there's another level to this edge. And so the edge other edge with sectors is that the best performing sector will always outperform the market. It just has to because the market is, it has all the worst performing sectors in it. And sectors, as you know, uh, when they get going, they can really get going. They can trend really nicely, sometimes even better than, than stocks. Um, and sectors have a, a whole new set of advantages. You don't have individual company risk. You don't have to worry about a CEO um, having to announce that he's um, he's been uh, ripping the company off or he's done something stupid, and now you're out of luck. Um, the other thing is you're diversified. Now, in the sector model here, we are in three sectors, right? In, in small caps, we're in seven. In Nasdaq All-Stars, we're in five and large caps. We're in, um, in this one, we're in three. But if you think about it, we're in three, but that each one of those ETFs holds a whole basket of companies. So you're very well diverse. It's it's again, this is an example of how do you get safety uh, and still get better upside than the market. And the other kind of hidden gem of trading sectors is that when you trade sectors, you really have a good idea, a good handle on Market rotation and market rotation is a great—it's uh, a well—it's a great indicator for market direction, and it's an even better source of market insight when you get to when you get to understand um, how it works. Like a, a simple example of that would be that if you've got the semiconductors leading in a big way, uh, it's a bull market. It, I mean, there's just no such thing as a as a um, a, a significant bear market with semiconductors leading it, unless it's semiconductors leading us out of a bear market, right? So um, semiconductors don't have to lead a bull market, but if they're the leaders, that's where that's where you want to be. Um, so there's insights like that, that you get and learn from, from trading sectors. Now with sectors, we are able to do something a little different. And that is we can add leverage because with sector ETFs, there are uh, leveraged ETFs. And they trade just like stocks. The only difference is if you buy a technology ETF, the technology ETF, and that doesn't have leverage, and you buy a 2x uh, ETF, so that means it's going to go up or down twice the distance of your uh, non-leveraged one, it enables you to uh, to do better. Now, I wouldn't advocate using leverage. Uh, on anything that you haven't already proven without leverage. So as you can see, uh, you trading ETFs uh, versus the SPYs since 2007. SPYs are up about 368%. uh, ETF basic, no leverage, is uh, basically doubled the SPY. Add leverage, and you've pretty much doubled that. So now you're three to four times better than the SPYs. Little bit of leverage. And again, your drawdowns are no worse probably I I think uh, two thirds is the worst scenario uh, relative to the spies, all right? So smaller drawdowns, three times the overall performance and all the benefits of um, getting the insight and uh, much more interesting trading with sectors. And um, while this, I don't know that this really matters when you can see that you get the performance, this sectors does have a an inverse ETF, so if it does really get ugly out there, uh, we will have the benefit to profit from market going down. But for all intents and purposes, that's not where we're trying to make money. Uh, we we would much prefer just to use that to um, maybe make a little, maybe make up some of the losses that we inevitably uh, probably have in a bit be- in a bad, bar- bad, bad bear market by being short some, something when it really, all right, now the last one, the last one, I've got a slightly different chart here. Um, because you may recall from the 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 first slide, or early slide, I said that our crypto strategy is up over 100,000%. I mean, I just, I can't even, I don't even want to put that on a chart. Um, I don't want to represent that we're going to be up 100,000% in the next five years. I mean, even if we're only up a 10th of that. Uh, we, we'd be doing great, right? Uh, instead, I decided I'd show you how that happens. And also, Bitcoin's only up 4,000%, 4,300% in the same time. I mean, only 4,000. But that's the truth. Uh, but the, the more interesting fact in that is that we didn't make the majority of our money being long Bitcoin. So this strategy takes 10. So think of our TSI table. I probably should have put it on here. This strategy takes the top ten market cap uh, uh, cryptocurrencies and then ranks those by TSI. So every quarter we determine what that those ten should be, and we rank them um, with our TSI, and we trade the top two. And we're never in anything that has negative TSI. So by doing that, we are we spend a lot of time in cash, um, and it it pays off. So you can see the two down years. 2018, Bitcoin got smashed down 74%. And that's just in 2018. So the actual drawdown from high to low was more like 86. Think about that, 86%. I mean, if it, if it was at 90%, you'd only have 10 cents for every dollar left. Nobody wants to sit through that, all right? We're down twenty nine percent. I think our worst draw uh, total drawdown maybe in in the uh, fifties fifty. Again, in twenty twenty two, ugly bear market. And again, that's just twenty twenty two. If you took it from the highs, it would be worse than sixty four percent. Uh, We were down twenty one. The worst part about this is we just didn't get to much. It was kind of boring. Um, And we only got two two positions in this, so it's super easy. Uh, we don't rotate at the end of the month. This is a constant rotation. Uh, but how do you get to 100,000%? Well, it, it doesn't hurt when you start with uh, a 1,600% gain, and then you don't lose that much, 29%, and then you tack on to it, 34, 500, 300. Don't lose that much when you give it back. And then another um, last year, 161%. Uh, percent. Right, so most of the time when when Bitcoin's having a great year, we're beating it. 2023 was an an exception, um, and when Bitcoin's getting smashed, we're not getting smashed. That's the idea behind this. Um, what I like about what one of my favorite parts about this crypto strategy is, I can I can offer people an opportunity to trade the basically the blue chip crypto coins. We're not out there. Um, buying the the stuff that is just complete um, hype. Uh, Well, we have been in Dogecoin, but that's a conversation for uh, a lengthier presentation. It is, like it or not, a pretty stable coin now, Uh, um, not to be confused with stable coins. My point here is this is a way, if you're interested in the crypto space, you can uh, get into crypto with a risk-managed approach, have huge upside, don't need to put too much in. It's only two positions, and we'll walk you through the whole thing. All right. So that's that's the five different systems. If you've got questions, I'll I'll answer them in just a second. But I just want to wrap it up with uh, this thought, and it's where I started. Um, the idea of having a mechanical system is that you're going to be able to trade where you know you have. It. I love trading in a discretionary way and reading the charts and and figuring everything out myself. I love doing that too. There's no reason you can't do both. With a mechanical trading system, you know exactly where your entry is, exactly where you're taking profits, exactly what your your risk is. You can make it almost emotionless. I mean, everything's everything uh, has some emotion, but this reduces it to its absolute minimum. It also enforces discipline. One of the other things we use these for is to be able to help teach people how to be Um, It also gives you a trading plan that enables you to not worry about bear markets because you know that you're going to have the discipline to be taking uh, your uh, losses. You're going to have the discipline to be reducing your exposure. In some cases, you're going to have the the ability to go short. All right. Uh, When you've got a system, all your position sizing is already determined for you. All right. And you can do all this as I've demonstrated with stocks. Uh, I didn't show you options, but we do have systems that that deal with options and um, or crypto. All right. So our objective, what I love about this is you can say goodbye to chart analysis. I didn't have to do any of that. It's all TSI. No more market predictions. Right. No more hoping your strategy is going to work. You've got um, history behind you. Uh, No more randomly deciding how big your positions could be because it's all figured out for you and uh, no more complicated options strategy. Now, the one thing I can't do for you at the end of this presentation is tell you, hey, all right, go get this. Um, I've shown you five different systems uh, and the best way to take advantage of this is to take advantage of a free strategy call. Um, You can book a call with Rob at marketgage.com forward slash call. You can leave him a text message or give him a call right now. If it's busy, leave a message on his phone. Tell him you want to um, hook up and get um, a free strategy call. Uh, Pricing. Uh, We have a a system that just trades crypto um, stock. So you don't even have to trade any coins. You just trade a Bitcoin ETF or MicroStrategy stock. And that's a quick in and out strategy. It isn't one I've showed you here. Um, you can get started for as low as $197. Um, these systems, if you are a professional and trading client money, they're, they start at $2,500 a month and go up for that, up from there. But for you as an individual trader, they will start at $1,000 a year. Um, and if you... Uh, decide you want to invest for what is usually a two-year time frame, then that investment will entitle you to VIP status and VIP status will cut an, at your annual um, renewal from $1,000 down to 190 So there are different packages. And if you, if you decide to get more than one system, Rob um, will be able to work with you on that too. So the best thing I could do for you to give you the absolute best deal as a as a being a part of this whole presentation is to say, just go to Rob, tell him that you were part of the Tech Wizards presentation, and um he'll take care of you. And there's no obligation, there's no high pressure sales. I said in the beginning. Um, we at Market Gage are big advocate of mechanical trading. We're floor traders. We love discretionary trading. We do it both. We manage money. Um, if, you want, if you want somebody else to do everything for you, Rob can point you in that direction uh, too. All right. Got any questions? I'm open. If not, I know I've, I've actually used up all my time. I didn't think I would, um, but I hope the takeaway of having an edge, having a uh, a simple system, you put those two together and it's it's really powerful. It doesn't have to be. All right. Uh, thanks, David. And thanks, everybody, uh, for uh, participating and and listening. If uh, if you do need to get in touch with us at all, it's marketgage.com. Uh, like I said, we've got live chat on every page. Our email's on that page. Our phone numbers are on every page. And I urge you to take advantage of the free uh, strategy call. Rob uh, has been with us and helped uh, I probably I could probably safely say thousands of people at this point He's been with us for over 10 years and he trades a lot of the same things that you'll be talking to him with. so um, it's uh, it, it, it's a strategy call if you want it to be a strategy all right. thank you very much. have a great rest of your evening, uh, everyone and uh, I look forward to helping uh, anyone that we can.